Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab a large four-topping pizza for only $11.99 at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Order our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings. Plus, make sure to try our marble cookie brownie for dessert. Check out all the great deals at Domino's.ca. Snap is good. The ball is down. Houshkis' kick is up. And it is good. House money. They're playing with house money again today. Busted up in the air by Amukamara. And intercepted by the Bears. Eddie Jackson's got the 40 of the Panthers. And he's going to go again. It is a touchdown. Touchdown Bears. Hand off Elliott. Straight up the gut. 20-15. Split him 10-5. Touchdown. Had to walk the dog. For Ezekiel Elliott. He takes the jet sweep. Handoff. He's wrapped up with the five. Taken down by Kyle Van Noy. Take that one. Stick it in your ear. With your inside look at everything football, it's TSN Four Downs with Andy McNamara. Brought to you by Domino's. It's week eight in the National Football League, folks. Yeah, TSN Four Downs. How about those calls off the top? Stick that in your ear. I'm ready for some football. How about you folks? We're delivered by Domino's. Go to Domino's.ca today. You get your large four-topping pizza, just $11.99. All their side dishes, desserts, pizza deals, carry-out delivery, whatever you need. Domino's.ca. Domino's.ca. Great show for you today. You can follow us on Twitter at TSN4Downs at AndyMC81. Jeff Reinbold covers the NFL in the United Kingdom, in London, for Sky Sports. He will be by at 11.15. Also, good friend of the show, Andrew Garda, NFL writer from Pro Football Weekly and SportsOnEarth.com. We'll have my DraftKings Fantasy Sleepers, our DraftKings Four Downs contest at DraftFree.com. We'll get into that and give you some tips on how to win some money, maybe some Domino's Pizza later on in the show. But let's start with that Thursday nighter. Oh my. That game, and I tweeted it out in about three minutes after I tweeted out something along the lines of, boy, this is a dud. It was like 7 nothing or something. The game sucked between the Ravens and the Dolphins. Then all hell broke loose. You had Kiko Alonso. Uh, wow, he went rogue. Bro went rogue and almost took the head off of Joe Flacco from the Baltimore Ravens who was completely out of it. His ear was ripped open. He needed stitches. They said later in the game he was in concussion protocol. Uh, duh. Scriz, you saw that hit. And when I first saw it, it was, if you didn't see it, just Google Alonzo and Flacco. You'll, you'll, see, you'll see the hit. When you slow it down, it looks extra dirty. It was So Flacco's coming in. He's sliding. Now, he slid late to try to get the first down, kind of went sideways. Alonzo came in with a beeline. He was airborne, or just about to go airborne, when Flacco started to slide. Then his shoulder hit Flacco's helmet. The helmet popped off. Flacco looked like he was dead, popped up his finger for like a check please type of thing, and got up and looked totally out of it. Scriz, dirty hit, yes or no? In slow motion, anything can look bad. In real yep. time, it's a bang-bang play. The Dolphins are getting their butts kicked at this point. Kiko Alonso's trying to make a play. Gotta However, the I, don't, I don't blame Alonzo. I don't blame Flacco for the late slide. I blame the NFL for not taking the initiative, proving that, hey guys, we're trying to get these kind of hits out of the game. Mm-hmm. But Kiko Alonso is only going to get 15 yards for that type of hit. If yeah. you wanted to make a statement, at least kick him out of the game. But that's the question, Scritz. If it's happening full speed, 
was it a dirty hit? And I saw I guys on the broad so. guys on the broadcast calling saying, "Look, they didn't think it was." When I first saw it, I thought Kiko Alonso was the dirtiest player in the game. And then you look at it, and they during the halftime show, Deion Sanders showed it from Kiko's angle, from Alonso's angle, and he said, "Look, look at what Alonso's seeing. He's already taking flight." When Flacco starts going down, and we have to remember, these are big dudes going fast. Like, think about how easy is it to change your direction mid-air, mid-attack when everything is happening so fast. That's, that's the tough part for me. I think he should be suspended a game. I think you have to send that message. Exactly, because if I'm, if I'm a parent with my kids watching this game, oh. and I see that happen, Flacco's got to go to the, the concussion protocol room. And Alonzo's back out there the next play. Like, oh, it's, he was just done. A, it's just a bad look on the NFL. Now, as bad as that was, I have to say, uh, the Twitterverse, they do what they do so well. And there was like instant memes and gifts of Flacco in different positions. People are mean. <laughs> they Rude. Were... Poor Joe. So, so, Joe, so if you didn't see it, he, he went down and then put his finger up, I guess maybe to show he was okay. But people are putting him like at a bar saying, check, please. And <laughs> just, it, it's rotten, but it was, it was kind of funny. You're a terrible person for laughing at these. I also people. hate the Ravens, but that was bad. That was re- that was a scary moment. So who comes in? Ryan Mallett, who is one of the oddest looking guys as far as he's six six two sixty, but he's got tiny shoulders and a gut. It looks like, and he's a, he's been terrible. He's been all over the place, but he did enough. He did enough. And what do good teams do? Good teams when they're in trouble, they lean on their running game. And Alex Collins. Went lights out. Finally, he got enough carries and the opportunity. 113 yards for Alex Collins. He's been averaging six yards of carry a game. And it's weird because Buck Allen still had 18 snaps to Alex Collins' 20. Yep. So it doesn't really make sense for me if I'm a Ravens fan because don't you want Collins to get more touches? Buck Allen's not the guy. He's not. Unless he's running a straight line, he doesn't get any yards. No. no, But you know what? In most of today's NFL, you need... A, you need a committee. Backs. You need a committee, right? So Alex Collins and the, as as one type of runner, and Buck Allen as the other, and especially with well Flacco's out, and you have Mallet in there, you're going to have to lean even more on the run. But how about the Miami Dolphins? Shut out, Squiz. That doesn't surprise me. Shut. But here's here's what gets me. Matt Moore before the game, people. Oh, Matt Moore, he's a gunslinger. They're calling him a gunslinger. He was came in last year in relief of Ryan Tannehill. Matt Moore is the perfect. Backup. This is what a backup quarterback is expected to do. Come in in relief and maybe give you a start and give you a chance to win. Matt Moore can do that. Matt Moore has made a nice living and career out of that. He's not a starting quarterback. And I don't fully blame him. That offensive line has been atrocious. Maybe Laramie Tunsil was uh, hitting the old gas mask bong before the game or something because he got beat a couple times. But for Matt Moore... Okay, so he's out. Adam Gase, the head coach of the Dolphins, after the game, he called his own offense the worst offense in the NFL. Did you see that? <laughs> People were all over Matt Moore on Twitter. People loved Matt Moore, thought he was better yeah. than... If he was so good, they wouldn't have gone out and got Jay Cutler. Yeah, that's The backup quarterback's always the most popular player on a struggling team. Right? So, Matt Moore, yeah, he came in, he had a great game. I didn't think he'd be shut out. I didn't think that. But he threw a couple picks, and now Jay Cutler's going to get the start... Next week. And it doesn't it's help not... that J.H.I. has done nothing Ooh. for them. But Scrizz, it's behind that offensive line. Put the best running backs in the league in history 
But it's also like 10 Sanders. guys in the box because you don't respect the quarterback. Thank you. No matter who it is. Bad offensive line, stacking the box. What's the running back supposed to do? What's J- what is JGI supposed to do? Demand a trade. He can't do anything. Like Martavis Bryant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's doing it now. Actually, great point. Trade deadline coming up in the NFL on Tuesday. And, man, it, it, the NFL trade deadline, it's usually pretty uneventful. Last year, the Browns got Jamie Collins from the Patriots. If there's going to be any movement, it's going to be on the offensive line front. Because if you are the Philadelphia Eagles and you're at 6-1, and one, you got Carson Wentz who was balling and you lose your franchise left tackle, Jason Peters, you better try to get something. Joe Staley from the Niners. You could go Staley. They're trying to shed talent. They've been doing it since last year. Staley's a great option. Buffalo Bills are very deep on the offensive line as well. So that could be one of... One of the targets. I, the Browns lost Joe Thomas. There's no, at 0 7, there's really no need to do anything. Just try not to get your quarterback murdered, which is going to be tough this week in London against the Vikings. Uh, but that, that's, that's the, if I'm looking at one target, one real interesting part, it's uh, where's Martavis Bryant going to go? And then the other is the Philadelphia Eagles and if they do anything on the offensive line there. Uh, let's check out our poll question here. And the the young quarterbacks have been fascinating to me this, the last couple of years because of how well they've been able to develop and how quickly. So I put it out there at TSN Four Downs on Twitter at TSN Four Downs at Andy MC eighty one. Which young quarterback will lead his team to a longer playoff run? Which young QB will lead his team to a longer playoff run? Carson Wentz, Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota, or Dak Prescott? Now. Uh, I uh, assuming the offensive line isn't too big of an issue, I would go with Carson Wentz. But Scrizz, you have Derek Carr with a broken back, throw for 400 yards. I can never count a guy like that out. Exactly, but they're in a tougher division. Sure, they are. The and NFC East is kind of topsy turvy every year. NFC I, East is weird. Like that division is totally up for grabs. Would you really be that surprised if Dak Prescott led the, the with the season they had last year? If Dak Prescott and the Cowboys march back? I voted for Dak Prescott on your poll. Yeah. You didn't vote for Mariota. I didn't. Wow. Because I don't like to curse my guys. And he's in dead last at 3%, by the way. Yeah, that doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me. He's also on one leg right now, everybody, so calm down. Relax. Yeah. he's. Uh, don't let that game against the Browns sway your opinion of Marcus Mariota. <laughs> well, he's dealing that with the, that hamstring issue that's kind of ongoing. You can't run right? the ball. That's half their, that's the that's half their plays. That's the thing. <laughs> or the threat of running the ball. That's that's what I love about Marcus Mariota, is he doesn't have to run, but he can. And if you take that element away, then yeah. you know, you just tee off. But back to the poll, like I can see Wentz and Dak battling for years to come. It's oh, gonna, yeah. it's gonna remind me, I think, of those old Pittsburgh Baltimore rivalries, where they were meeting in the playoffs every year. Yep. Always looking for home field advantage in the playoffs. Like two great young quarterbacks. Yeah, they're both set up with good lines, good offensive pieces around them. As long as they figure out the defense, both teams need help in the secondary. It's really good, but they're both set up for long term success. I think Carr and Mariota will be battling in the AFC, but I just like what Dak and Wentz have around them right sure. now. Okay, so you can vote there at TSN Four Downs. Let's quickly get to our big three picks, and then we'll hit the break. Oh, you were doing that. Eh? I, I was. I'm glad if, you planned that. If you, <laughs> do you want to hit the sting, Chris? Um, yeah, when I can, when I find it. That's okay. Never mind. We don't need this. Oh, yeah. Hey, there we go. Big wow. Three. I'm off coffee in the morning. There today. we go. Are you really? Yeah, I'm that's trying. A, that's a big mistake. 
I went no. I go honey instead of sugar, so you don't get the badness of sugar, but the sweetness. That, that of sounds, honey. That doesn't sound that good. Though. It's delicious. Really? That's uh, that can be our hot take for a later segment. Anyway, right. let's get. <laughs> we're gonna talk about the Sunday game Vikings Browns with uh, Jeff Reinbold from NFL Sky Sports in the UK, as well as his Raiders and a whole bunch of other games in the next segment. So we'll skip over that one. How about Patriots Chargers in New England? You have all the weaponry of Phil Rivers. They're three and four somehow. The Pats are five and two. It's in New England. Pats are a seven point favorite. Scrizz, I think I'll take. New England to win straight up, but I'll go with the under. I think the Chargers are going to make a game of this. Yeah, the Chargers are the best three and four team I've seen in a while. They it's surprising. Easy, they could easily be five and two if their kicker didn't blow it the first two weeks. Oh, um, Joey Bosa, Melvin I Ingram going against Bosa. that O line right now. Gordon, now. you got to watch Gordon. He's questionable. Yeah, keep an eye. He's had a sh- I think it's a shoulder this week. He has had a shoulder, foot, and knee that kind of rotate. Injury-wise. Okay. But even so, Joey still, Bosa has been a beast this year. Yes, he, he really is. And like you said, I just don't see... New England's not killing teams. They didn't kill the New York Jets. No. Why do I think they're going to kill the Chargers, who have weapons... Against the suspect defense. Exactly. Right? Okay, let's zip through these. Texan Seahawks. Deshaun Watson, who has been an, a manimal. He's been a monster against the Legion of Boom. What will they do to a rookie? You have the Seahawks six-and-a-half-point favorites over the Texans. Remember, Houston, without J.J. Watt... And without Merciless, they're banged up there. Six and a half seems a lot for a Seattle team that, even though they're four and two, I have not been impressed with them overall at all. Uh, I'll take the, the, again, the Seahawks to win, but that the Texans cover. I think this will be a down and dirty game. I'm really curious to see now how the Houston Texans respond after their owner's comments from yesterday. Yeah, that's, that's really tough. The inmates are running the asylum. Yeah, it's a listen, And no I, one's happy about it. No, and, and there are rumors DeAndre Hopkins and players. Wanted to leave the facility, and listen, I don't, I don't know what McNair thinks in real life. I'm not, I don't know the man. I don't know if it was a racist comment or not. It's an old phrase that is... I, it's been around for a while. It's been around. It usually doesn't mean anything like that, but... But it's, tw- it's 2017, Andy, and, and you can't say it. Perception is reality. Yep. Right? And so is that a distraction to the Texans? Do they use that as a rallying cry? That's. I wonder what that plane ride's going to be like. What are those conversations going to be? It's going to be really interesting. Maybe McNair should take a private car. And Maybe. So it. that's why I'm going to... Honestly, i got to go with the Seahawks. They're rolling right now. Russell Wilson looks okay. good. He looks healthy. And I just don't see Deshaun Watson, a rookie, going into that hostile environment and putting up points against that defense. Yeah. Okay, last one real quick. Cowboys, Redskins, Prescott versus Cousins. Cousins has come on last couple weeks looking real good. But that Redskins team, I thought they'd be doing more offensively. I don't love it. Dallas, a two-point favorite. It's on the road. It's a division game. Zeke Elliott there. Give me the boys. Give me the Cowboys. The, The Redskins can't run the ball. Terrell Pryor is not a number one wide receiver right he's, now. Dude, he's barely a WR4 in that offense. Josh Doxson will be probably seeing more time. Jordan yeah, Reed Doxson looks healthy. He had two touchdowns last week. The mm-hmm. best game he's had all year. Yeah. But I just don't see how they can move the ball against Dallas. Yeah, and that Dallas defense, underrated. Underrated. So we both go Cowboys. Okay, folks, we're going to take the break. Then we will chat with Jeff Reinbold. He's an analyst for Sky Sports in the U.K., talking some NFL football. He's actually in South Bend right now, though. He's originally from Indiana. He's going to check out the Notre Dame game. Uh, So we'll talk uh, to Jeff Reinbold about his Raiders, the London game this week, and all around the National Football League. A lot more coming up. TSN 4 Downs. Some Fighting Irish from Notre Dame. The fight song. 
As we get back to TSN Four Downs here in TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. Get us on Twitter at TSN Four Downs at Andy MC81. Folks, we're delivered by Domino's. Perfect football food, perfect anytime food. Hey, you're going to be busy Halloween night? Get some pizza. Get some Domino's.ca pizza. Domino's.ca, large four topping pizza, just $11.99. Check out all their specials at Domino's.ca. The reason I'm playing this song is because we're going to South Bend, Indiana, the home of Notre Dame. And Jeff Reinbold, NFL analyst for Sky Sports in the UK. We're going to get to a lot of NFL talk. There's a London game this week. But Coach Reinbold, Jeff, how is it in South Bend? It's game day oh, baby. in this city. This is it's amazing, man. This is a city of 80,000 people, and there'll be 90,000 people in Notre Dame Stadium today to watch this football game. It's incredible how this city just blows up when it's a, when it's a football Saturday in South Bend. It's it's crazy. It's on my bucket list. I need to get down to see a game there. It's uh, tickets are, are are they like one of those ones that you have to have a family member or, or know somebody to actually get a seat? Absolutely tough. You know, it's it, we're lucky because my mother was a director of housing at Notre Dame for I think about fifteen years. So oh, nice. there's been season tickets in our family, and uh, you know my my younger brother and I are going to go watch the game. It's it's amazing, Andy, because this will be the first game I've seen in Notre Dame Stadium since I sold programs there as a twelve year old kid and used to sneak sneak into the games. <laughs> so it'll be a different way of watching the game. Yes, yes, you don't have to keep looking over your shoulder. And, and uh, Jeff, when we look at the Notre Dame program transitioning to the NFL in the London game this week is the Minnesota Vikings against the Cleveland Browns. And last year's Notre Dame quarterback, Deshaun Kaiser, starting again for the Browns. Boy, Jeff, this has been a, it's, it's kind of a deja vu for him being yanked and, and put back into games. What have you made of, of Deshaun Kaiser with the Browns at 0-7? Like it's, it seems tough because he has no weapons. Joe, Joe Thomas is going to be out on that offensive line. It's, it's a tough get for the Notre Dame guy. Yeah, it is. And, you know, when I looked at Kaiser last year getting ready for the draft, um, you know, you wondered about him because here's this kid with all this physical ability. He's got size. He's got mobility. He's got intelligence. He's got a big arm. He's got all of, you know, all the things it takes. But yet his senior year or his last year at Notre Dame, uh, you know, they're four and eight. And that should never happen at Notre Dame. And, you know, there were questions about his leadership. There were questions about his maturity, about a lot of things that, you know, I think it's it's really a tough situation for a young kid to go to a place where he has to be playing probably before he's ready to play because the transition from the offenses in college football to the offenses in pro football are incredibly difficult. And, you know, he played in a system at Notre Dame where he took he was in a shotgun every down, and it was his own read and all that stuff. So <clears throat> to get into a NFL-type drop-back offense and then have it all put on your shoulders, that's a big ask. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And when we switch sides looking at the Minnesota Vikings, I'm amazed. Uh, and it's defensive-oriented. Mike Zimmer, no surprise there. Defensive mastermind there, head coach of the Vikings. But they're 5-2. and two. They're without Teddy Bridgewater. Sam Bradford injured again. They're doing it with Case Keenum and all defense with a solid running game. How surprised are you that the Vikings are sitting at 5-2 and two atop of the NFC North? And with that Aaron Rodgers injury, boy, they have a real shot to take this division. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something now. When, when you're in the NFC and you see number 12 go down for Green Bay, then you know that the door is wide open mm-hmm. now. This is really an opportunity, and I think they've seized upon that. You know, this is a good football team. They they have Rick Spielman's put together, you know, a nice roster. They Everson Walls and that bunch on defense. They hunt quarterbacks. Uh, 
They've got athletic linebackers. Um, you look at their back end. You know, they got Patrick Newman playing safety now. But you know, there's a guy that has a world of experience to help that back end. And you know, they play what what we call uh, complementary football. So, Andy, when you look at you talk about complementary football, well, the defense plays well. The offense doesn't turn it over. They don't make mistakes. I mean, Case Keenum is. You know, he's smart enough to recognize what he has to do, which is most of the time turn around and hand the ball to the running back because they want to run the football. And, you know, they're good in the solid and special teams. You know, you look at them and you say, this is a team that I think can make a run. Teddy's getting back healthy again, and then Bradford will be back. So, you know, it's it's really going to be a big, big task for the Browns in, in London. And it's, and it's a shame because I tell you what, the Browns have a really, really strong following in the yeah. U.K. And, um, you know, they're going to win a game. It's just you know, they're the kind of team you do not want to play because you won't be the one that, you know, is that they get for the first time. And, you know, I look at their football team, and I know Hugh's frustrated because I think he's 1-22 as a head coach in the league, but at in Cleveland, but they've got a good young roster, and if they can just stick to the plan and continue to go the direction of going, I think they're going to come out the other end good, but you know, the, the tendency too many times when they're going through these kind of times is to say, okay, we're going to blow it up and start mm-hmm. over, and they've been through that enough. Yeah, yeah, and as a Browns fan, Jeff, I really hope you're right. I really hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I knew that you were a card-carrying member of the dog oh, way back. So it's tough, man. You know, it's, it, it is tough because I can remember Andy as a kid. You know, and you know it was Leroy Kelly, and then you know they had Hanford Dixon, mm-hmm. and they had you know Matthews, and they, I mean they had good football teams in Cleveland, and you know maybe maybe as good a teams that never went to the Super Bowl as there's ever been, you know, because you look at those teams under Schottenheimer that got right to the cusp of the big game and and whatever, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, couldn't close the deal. I mean, they were really talented, good football teams. In conversation with Jeff Reinbold, NFL Sky Sports UK analyst. Jeff, let's get to your Raiders here. And they had three and four start. Derek Carr went down with that back injury. Then, Jeff, what, what, what blew me away, literally, literally with a broken back, the dude came back 400-plus yards, led his team to a win. Like, for Derek Carr, this, I think for a wild-card spot, that AFC is wide open, even at three and four. What do you think of your Raiders this year, and in particular, Derek Carr with that young group? Like, this this was the team that was supposed to take that next step. Maybe that got pushed back a little bit. I still think this second half of the season, though, they can make some noise in the wild-card race. I agree with you. I thought going into the season, they were a team that had a chance to, you know, be in the conversation about the 10 best teams in the league. They'll have a shot at the Super Bowl. You know, let's talk about When we talk about Carr, here, here's the thing. I've known that kid since he was a high school kid in Houston because when his older brother David got drafted number one by the Texans way back, the family moved to Houston. So I watched him as a high school player because he was in my my recruiting area in Houston. He's a great kid. He's a, he's a really, really good athlete. He's got a big arm. He's tough. He's got everything that you look for. Now, they, the family moved back to California for his senior year. He went to Fresno State. And, you know, you looked at him as a college player and the quick release, the accuracy, all of the things that you saw were, you know, saying, you know, you'd say, that's a guy. 
Mm-hmm. Now, what you couldn't tell, and this is always the case with quarterbacks, is when they make that next step and everything's faster and the windows that they throw into are much tighter and close much faster and, you know, the rushes are, rushers are much more dynamic. He, he seems to have just kind of, you know, handled it with incredible ease. He, you know, you look at their offense, Andy, they were, they were scoring 30 points a game with him. He goes out, and I think they dropped to like 19. He jump, you know, he comes back, and he hangs, you know, 500 yards and 30 first downs on the Kansas City Chiefs, and wins that game, making some throws to Amari Cooper that were, and to Crabtree that were just, I mean, incredible throws. And yeah. he reminds me, you know, who he reminds me of a great deal is a young Brett Favre. Although I think mm. he's a little more disciplined than Favre, he doesn't seem to make those big mistakes that. You know, Favre early in his career was kind of feast or famine. Yeah, and, and isn't Favre the career leader in interceptions and was touchdowns or something? Like he he didn't he wasn't afraid to sling it. No, I, he's like he's like Babe Ruth. I mean, <laughs> every strikeout brought him closer to his next home run. Right, that's the way he thought. That's the way he thought. Exactly. You know, you, you, know, you talk about the Raiders, Andy, and I'm going to tell you something now. You know, obviously the key to them and you know as I look at them is they've got to be able to play some defense and you know you got Khalil Mack coming off the edge if they if they can get ahead of the chains right when they are ahead of the chains when they force teams into drop back and to throw it they have a great chance but when you attack them a little bit inside and run run the ball on them that's when they're susceptible so you know, looking at this matchup with Buffalo, I really think Buffalo's got a chance. I think mm-hmm. the weather's going to be a factor. I think the east west east travel's going to be a factor. And I think the toughness that Sean McDermott has brought to the Bills, I think, is a real, real plus. Interesting, wasn't it, that they traded Marcel Berrios yeah. for a conditional sixth-round pick yesterday. That's fascinating. Uh, salary cap room to free up, but uh, yeah, that, that could change the dynamic as far as the, the running game and getting after the quarterback. So it's going to be very interesting to watch. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time. Enjoy the game in South Bend. I will, Andy. Good to talk to you, brother. All right, good to talk to you too. Jeff Reinbolt, the one and only. Love having him on. NFL Sky Sports UK analyst. Jeff Reinbold, get him on Twitter. He's a tremendous follow at Jeff underscore Reinbold, at Jeff underscore Reinbold. Take the break. Come back. Hey, it's a couple of Andys to answer your fantasy football questions. Me and Andrew Garda from Pro Football Weekly and SportsOnEarth.com. If you want to get your fantasy football questions in, tweet us now at AndyMC81 at TSN4Downs. We'll try to answer some of your fantasy football questions and take you through week eight. A lot more coming up. TSN4Downs. Back goes Wentz. He ducks under the rush. He is floating it for Clement, who has a touchdown. Corey Clement from Glassboro, New Jersey. And the Eagles have beat the Washington Redskins 34-24 to as they mount their record to 6-1. and one. We had a good game plan. You know, they just... Did some things early that got to us, and we just knew we just had to weather the storm, keep our poise, and we knew the plays would be they'd, they'd be there. There you go, the Philadelphia Eagles, six and one. Wow, wow. And it's taken out the Washington Redskins, who have another NFC East battle versus the Cowboys. Almost desperation time for the Redskins. You don't want to drop back-to-back division games. Welcome. Back to TSN 4 Downs. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. 
Get us on Twitter at TSN4Downs, myself at AndyMC81. And folks, we're delivered by Domino's Pizza. Check out their medium feast pizzas. Their large four-topping pizza, just $4.99. Walk-in specials all the time. Check it all out at Domino's.ca. Domino's.ca. Lots of fantasy football talk coming up for you. My DraftKings sleeper picks, uh, as well as our contest. And you can go right now, actually. DraftFree.com or Four Downs, Domino's. DraftKings contest. It's the Pick'em style. So you go to DraftFree.com and enter. You can win a Domino's Pizza Grand Prize or cash. And all it is is you pick in each tier. There's there's eight groups. And in each group, you pick which player you think is going to have the best week. Simple. Just click, 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 done. And then you can win some money. Scriz and I go in it every week. You can try to take us on. See if you can shut us up and, and beat us. You can do it at DraftFree.com. We'll take you through the first three tiers in the uh, last segment of the show uh, to get you ready for that. We're going to try to connect with Andrew Garda, NFL writer from Pro Football Weekly. Uh, and an update on our poll question here at TSN4Downs is, which young quarterback will lead his team to a longer playoff run? Carson Wentz of the Eagles, Derek Carr of the Raiders, Marcus Mariota of the Titans, or Dak Prescott? Of the Dallas Cowboys, Carson Wentz leading the way at 64% right now. Derek Carr in third at 16%. Marcus Mariota last and Prescott with a thin second place hold at 17%. The interesting thing with Carson Wentz going forward is they lost their starting left tackle, Jason Peters. And if you're not super heavy into football, it's a lineman. The left tackle on offense... Next to the quarterback, most important position. Most important position in football because it protects the quarterback's blind side. If you have a stud at left tackle, it takes so much pressure off the quarterback. Pass protection. You're set. You're ready. They're going to be without that. So that's something we've got to track when the NFL trade deadline comes up on Tuesday. If the Eagles try to make a move to add somebody to that offensive line to help shore things up, on the left tackle. Otherwise, you guys start moving tight ends around for double teams and protection and all that. So uh, we'll have to track that. Let's bring on the line now NFL writer from Pro Football Weekly, SportsOnEarth.com. Some fantasy football conversation with Andrew Garda. Andrew, how's it going? Going okay. Getting ready for another great weekend of football. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, a little, little college and high school today and then a little NFL tomorrow. There you go. Yeah, busy, busy weekend. Uh, I put out on Twitter, Andrew, at Andrew Garda, at AndyMC81, and at TSN4Downs. I said, hey, it's a couple of Andys on the show. You can ask your fantasy football questions. So we have a couple in. <laughs> we'll see if we can, can go through this. This is coming from uh, at CoachFrank18. says, what's going on with the New York Jets running backs? I know you know the Jets very well. I have Forte and Powell. Who do I play? Well, to me, it depends on whether you're in a point per reception mm. league. Um, they're 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 going to feast on each other's carries, which yeah. makes their totals on the ground a little bit dicey. But it seems like uh, the Jets want to use Forte a little bit more in the pass game, so he's more likely to get receptions. I mean, listen, bottom line, we're in the middle of bye weeks, so you may not have a lot of choices. But generally, I'm trying to stay away from it because it is such a confusing mess. But if I'm going to throw someone out there. While I think Forte isn't as good a runner as Bilal Powell, it feels like the Jets and and McCown, you know, the quarterback, really when it comes down to this stuff is the important one, seems to throw the ball more to Forte. So I think, you know, point per reception, you're going to get those extra points. Uh, Either way, you're going to get a few more yards. It's not a great situation uh, in either case, but I think that I would lean towards Forte. Yeah, and, and as you said, it's not really an ideal case. But with what do we have? Six teams on by this week, I think it's, uh, it's like that. Yeah, it's crazy. So, 
Yeah, the options get a little limited there, and that's that's where it becomes a, a little confusing. So, um, let's see. Got another question here. Uh, it was a trade. Uh, I okay. Let's see here. Let me find the name. Um, I can't find the name, but I remember who, what, what the question was. It was curse for Abdullah, uh, as far as receiver for running back, and I guess uh, Andrew it becomes the question of where you're at as far as depth-wise in the positions. But Abdullah, while not perfect by any stretch, you know he's going to get the majority of carries in Detroit. And if you're thin there, I think you could find an equal waiver wire pickup at receiver and Curse. I would make that deal. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, the thing with Curse is I think he has some upside, mm-hmm. you know, in general. In a better situation, he could be a little bit more. And And it's funny because you see him leave Seattle, and all of a sudden he looks like more than he did in Seattle. That's because... I think that he had, you know, guys like, uh, you know, Baldwin in front of him, Doug Baldwin. Um, so, you know, Kersey's the number one guy now, so he's going to get a little more looks. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, the offense isn't a great offense, so he's limited because of the offense around him. So, uh, you know, if you if you need a guy who's going to be able to get a consistent amount of carries and a consistent amount of yards, Abdullah, I think, is a good is a good bet. And I don't think that you're you're not giving up a ton. Uh, if you're giving up curse, and no. I don't think you're getting shortchanged if you're getting curse, because if you're getting curse and you're thinking of him as you know wide receiver three or a flex play, and I think that's reasonable. I think he's a guy who could pick up a touchdown at any given time, and you know he's going to get enough targets to make it worth it. So I think it's a fairly even trade. I think it works for both owners. And I found the uh, tweeter it was at uh, Krug underscore Hut. That's a solid. No, you don't want to forget Krug. <laughs> Can't forget Krug. Uh, now, Andrew, what about this? This is, really jumped off the page to me with Martavis Bryant being complaining about playing time. He's going to be told he's, he's taking a seat. He's not playing. Juju Smith-Schuster, one of the best names in football, stepping up, available on a ton of waiver wires, single-digit percentage ownership in Yahoo leagues, and a pretty cheap buy on on DraftKings. What do you think about Juju Smith-Schuster as a secondary option for Ben Roethlisberger? I think it's pretty good. I mean, I've always I liked him coming out of college, and I, mm-hmm. and I felt like you know with the people they had there in Pittsburgh, it may take him a little while to really sort of emerge. But he has the the build and the height and the ability to be a really good red zone threat, and uh, and it seems like he's clicking well with Roethlisberger and with Bryant kind of having his own little meltdown there. Hmm. You know, even before Bryant got melted down, and and this is what happens. You know, you screw up at work, you you get you get sent home, someone takes your job. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think Smith-Schuster could be a, a pretty solid wide receiver three this week, but his upside is a lot more than that because I think that, you know, everyone always focuses on Antonio Bryant. Roethlisberger has to go somewhere else, you know, so he's going to go to his number two, which right now seems to be Smith-Schuster. And, you know, the, the limitation is they'll also go with Le'Veon Bell a lot. And I think that right. kind of limits Schuster's, uh, you know, floor, uh, but I think his his overall upside is going to be really good. I, I think this is a, a kid who has a lot of ability and over the course of the next couple of years is going to be a really big threat for the Steelers. He was a guy that, for Dynasty, I bought into early and often because oh. I really feel like what I saw on tape of him 
is he's going to be a very good wide receiver. Not an Antonio Brown, not Julio Jones, but very, very good. And, you know, in the Dynasty League, there are only so many Antonio Browns. You know? sure. So you want to find the guys who could be next year. Right. I think he could be. Right, and especially with Bryant likely out of town. Uh, one more for you here, Andrew. Uh, when it comes to the Oakland Raiders' backfield, and Marshawn Lynch is taking a seat for his uh, bizarre sprint on the field. It's the fastest I saw him move all season, coming to the defense of his cousin on the other team. Still blows my mind. But he's taking a seat. So now you have Jalen Richard, DeAndre Washington, uh, potentially a poor weather game in Buffalo, meaning you could lean on the run. Do you have a favorite out of Richard or Washington? Like, Richard seems more dynamic to me, but I'm not, I'm not totally comfortable with either. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And, and Richard is one of those guys you kind of throw in as a flex position yeah. or if you're dealing with the 400 teams on bye week. You're <laughs> like, I don't, have a, you know, I don't have a great running back number two. You throw him in there. And you're hoping for that big play because he is he's a big play waiting to happen. I mean, what has happened most of the season when he's had very good games, you look at his carries, minimal carries, but he's had that one huge run that's either given him enough yardage to be worth having in your lineup or a touchdown. And um, it's been kind of funny because a lot of people I've heard have said, you know, you could almost like not have Marshawn Lynch on the team in between Washington and Richard would probably be fine. I think Washington's going to get the more consistent carries. Uh, which in a bad weather game could amount to, you know, a significant amount of yardage. Yeah. So I think that either of these guys could be uh, a decent play this weekend. Uh, I'm nervous about both of them because you just don't know which way it's going to go because we haven't seen, you know, the balance really over a period of time. If you're feeling froggy and want to really, you know, roll the <laughs> dice a little bit, Richard's the guy you're going to throw in there because, like I said, one big play and he could make your day. Um, if you If you are sitting there and – you just need some consistent points. The rest of your lineup is solid. Then Washington is, I think, a guy who is safer um, but has less of an upside. Andrew, thank you so much for taking the time, man. People can find your work at Pro Football Weekly, footballguys.com, on Twitter, at Andrew underscore Garda. Anything else I left out that you want to plug? No, no, that I think is pretty much it. <laughs> You're <laughs> a busy did, dude, man. You know, I've, I've got a lot of jobs, but, you know. <laughs> no, Andrew, thank you so much. Let's do it again soon. Definitely. All right. That is Andrew Garda, as I said, at Andrew underscore Garda. Great fantasy football mind. You heard some of that there. Now, if you missed any of the show, any of Garda's tips or Jeff Reinbold before or any of our takes, you can get us at TSN4Downs at AndyMC81. I post the links there also on the TSN1050.ca show page on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. We're going to take the break. I'm going to come back with my DraftKings Fantasy Sleepers. We're going to go through some of the injuries and also set you up for our DraftFree.com contest. Try to win you some money and some Domino's pizza this week around the NFL. TSN 4 Downs, coming back at you. Ugly hit. Then you had Nagami and Kasu go after, and it was man, it, it went, it got crazy. People were shoving, slamming each other all over the place. Ravens ended up winning that Thursday night, a forty zip over the Dolphins. Head coach Adam Gase of Miami called his own offense the worst in the National Football League, and that Jay Cutler will be back under center next week. Welcome back to wrap up TSN Four Downs.
here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. Make sure you get us on Twitter at TSN4Downs at AndyMC81. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the show page TSN1050.ca under the TSN4Downs tab right there. Let's get an update on our poll question here at TSN4Downs. And it was, which young quarterback will lead his team to a longer playoff run this year? Carson Wentz, Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota, or Dak Prescott? Wentz, the leader in the clubhouse, then it's Prescott, Carr, and Mariota. Wentz, I would still stick with him. I'm very interested to see what they do at left tackle. We've mentioned it a couple times in the show, but Scriz, you cannot overlook that. That NFC East, especially with the Redskins coming this week, they are in desperation mode. It's a short week, and the Redskins need this game to stay competitive after losing to the Cowboys. So. Yeah, in a year that was, that's been defined or, or, uh, by... Opposite, I guess, sorry. They, they lost to the uh, Eagles, and they're playing the Cowboys this yes. week. Yeah. But in a year defined by bad offensive line play, it, it, was, it was hard watching two future Hall of Famers in yeah, Joe yeah. Thomas and Jason Peters go down with injury. Yeah, it sure was. The Eagles, now they do get a little bit of a break because you play the 49ers, who suck. It's at home. They're not going to intimidate anybody, but... That is going to be uh, interesting going forward, again, for that poll. So I would agree with Carson Wentz right now. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if Dak Prescott came up, if he bounced up, or, or if Derek Carr got healthy. Remember the hype of the Raiders this year, guys? Like, they were expected to challenge the Patriots. So they're at 3-4. and four. If they can get themselves right, they can make a wild card run. And Why just not? wait until Corey Davis gets on the field, and Mariota has a legit weapon. Yeah, boy, he's... He's been snake bit this year, hasn't he? Yeah, a little bit. Soft hamstrings, man. Yeah. Everybody on the Titans has hamstring injuries. They'll get you. They'll get you. Uh, Let's get to my DraftKings fantasy football sleeper picks for this week. This guy, I absolutely love him. We go back to the Eagles. Nelson Aguilar. People still are talking to me, Scrizz, about Alshon Jeffrey. Take Alshon Jeffrey. Take him. Goodbye. Nelson Aguilar, for me, is going to be the Eagles' true number one receiver. Maybe not the name cachet, but that chemistry that he's building with Carson Wentz is real. The guy's three straight weeks of having touchdowns, and he's been putting up some nice fantasy points each week. He might be available on your waiver wire. If you can trade for him, trade for him. Or 5500 bucks in your DraftKings lineup. I absolutely love him. We talked about uh, the Oakland Raiders backfield with Andrew Garda, Jalen Richard, or DeAndre Washington kind of being a pick em. I'm leaning toward Richard just because of that big playability. That's a tough one, though. But against Chris, lots of teams are on buys. Like, it's not like you have a whole lot of choice. You get six teams on buys. Absolutely. Like I, I actually had to play Alex Collins this week. Well, that worked so out many. for you. It did. But that's just what's what you're getting into. Six teams on yep. buy, including the Rams, the Giants, the Titans. So... Yeah. <laughs> you got to go scrounging. Well, and it's not like you were excited to play Alex Collins. It just worked out. Absolutely right? not. Now, tight end. And boy, tight end. We talk about running backs. Tight end. Tough year again. It seems like that's that and running back. If you don't get one of the top two, it's tough. And the top two are Gronkowski and Zach Ertz. But this is a guy who's a bit of a riser, and he's cheap on your DraftKings lineup. 3000 bucks. He's available across the board in leagues, too, on waiver wire. Tyler Croft of the Bengals. Tyler Eifert went down, of course, right? Another back surgery. Tyler Croft has quietly stepped up. He's hauled in every ball except for three on 21 targets thrown his way this season. He's gotten some touchdowns. He's a big red zone target. 6-6, a chain mover. And for Andy Dalton, who is struggling very much this year and with inconsistency at the running back position, he's been a nice, short passing game option 
for Dalton. So Tyler Croft, someone to look at, especially if you're popping him in your DraftKings lineup, that leaves you a lot of extra room to play and get some bigger names if you're putting in a three thousand dollars starter. He's got a juicy matchup this week too. Oh, he, oh, he does. Indy, play anybody that plays Indy. And that goes to my last sleeper pick. There's Grizzy, the Bengals defense. Oh, you talk about juicy. Put put some hot sauce on it, baby. Put the, put it on the grill. The Indianapolis Colts gave up. Hold up both your hands, folks. You see all those fingers and thumbs? Ten sacks. That's disgusting. I don't care who you played. You gave up ten sacks. If I'm Andrew Luck, I'm saying, uh, see you guys in 2018. Can you get me a line, please? Like, yeah. Come on. It's terrible. Jacoby Brissett's running for his life. The Bengals' defense, they're tied for ninth in the league in sacks. Now, they're much lower on interceptions, but they can get to the quarterback. That's a juicy defense. And a lot of people aren't talking about him. People going after the Seahawks lineup, uh, the Bills even. Uh, I'll go Bengals, man. Bengals this week. Give me a double dip of some Tigers. I actually strike. like the New Orleans Saints this week as a good fantasy defense. Going I, against the Bears. Yeah, and you know what? I, Saints were my uh, one of my sleepers last week. They've come on strong. Um, the Bears, the running game is what you have to worry about. And the defense, but yeah, like what Mitch Trubisky got a win with seven passes last week. He went four for seven. <laughs> four for and seven. They won. That's insane. There's got to be some stat on the last time something like that happened. You have to go back to like the 40s where like the forward pass was just coming into play. Crazy. Another, listen, another sleeper talked about with Andrew Garda, Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm liking this guy a lot. I got him popped into uh, my Yahoo League um, line there with Aguilar. Also, Josh Dotson. I'm not starting him this week. I want to see a little bit more, but He's getting projected double-digit points for Washington against the Dallas Cowboys. So you keep an eye on that. Uh, one quick thing here. want to take you through. We'll go one tier in our DraftKings Dominoes Four Downs contest. So what you do, folks, you go to DraftFree.com. DraftFree.com. And it's the Pick'em style. So in each tier, there's eight tiers. You pick which player is going to have the best week. That's it. There's no salary cap problem. You pick which player. And you can play head-to-head against Scriz and I. You can win a grand prize, Domino's prize pack, which is awesome. And also some cash at DraftKings. So you go to DraftFree.com. So tier one. We'll go through one tier here, Scriz. You can pick LaShawn McCoy at home versus the Raiders. Bad weather. A.J. Green versus the Colts. Or Julio. Jones in New York to take on the Jets. Who are you taking? I love all three of those matchups. Got to pick one. Oh, man. McCoy, (laughs) Green, or Jones? See, McCoy did really well last week. Yeah. If I know Buffalo. Bad weather game, though. (sighs) Right? You're going to be leaning on the run. I think I'm going A.J. Green. You're going. I was thinking A.J., but I'm not trusting Dalton, and he's put up some bad numbers. Not Green's fault. It's just because Dalton can't get him the ball. It's just the matchup. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, you never you never know in a bad weather game because you can slip and break you, an ankle. Absolutely. And Julio, every week he could go off, he just really hasn't. Right? I, if the Atlanta Falcons aren't at home, I don't feel comfortable playing any of their players. Yeah, and it's in New York. That's right by Buffalo, so the, the weather's probably not going to be great there either. So uh, anyway, that's our Tier 1. You can go, go through the rest of it. DraftFree.com. Play us. Let us know. Gay Chirpus on Twitter, at AndyMC81. And what are you, Mike? What are you, Scrizzy? You're a bad friend. At Scrizzy underscore TSN. I know. Always, You'll get always it one get day. the underscore. Always get that. At Scrizzy underscore TSN, at AndyMC81, and at TSN4 Downs. All right, folks. Thank you so much to all of our guests. And for producer Mike Scrizniak, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to TSN4 Downs on TSN Radio.